The Q Affair. Meet some of the biggest stinkers and craziest conspiracy theorists in the dankest corner of YouTube, courtesy of Desiree Delacroix, the 60-something-year-old lady in Texas who is determined to bring to justice a gang of international killers. She wades into the truth community swamps to publicly wrestle the monstrous killers who murdered her daughter. They stalk her still along the back channels of the tubes and will never stop until she brings them to justice. She exposes them one by one on her Truth Fleet channel, like a woman on a mission, despite their strenuous objections. And there are rather a lot of YouTubers in the gang, it turns out. An extensive network of killers are at work under the cover of the Liber Locust puzzle on Fandango's channel while the shadowy government operative known as Q is also feeling the screws tighten. Will she manage to put the whole gang behind bars? Or will the killers escape justice and get their revenge? Wouldn't you love to find out who these monsters are and why they've joined forces to kill? Aren't you curious about Q? More deadly thrills than you can shiver a timber with and more belly laughs than a barrel of Q's. This hilariously entertaining comedy thriller set in YouTube's stinky cesspit will make you wonder how you escaped the dastardly gang this long and almost wish you could join them in the maze again at the end. Let your expert guide, Donna Emerald, take your hand and bring you safely through the puzzling maze of confusing YouTube truth or false paths and show you the way back out to sanity. While some similarities to living people may exist in your mind on reading this novel, it is a work of fiction, so it's your problem if you have people like this in your life. Chapter 1 I first heard of Q in the spring of 2017. Over the course of the next year and a half, I would come to discover a lot more about what and who Q was as you, dear reader, will too, as the story unfolds, in this true personal account of how I came to meet the shadowy figure known as Q. For those of you to whom Q is just one of the 26 letters in the alphabet, the story told here will seem fabulous at first. Nothing wrong with that, I hear you say. I'm here to be entertained and want some adventure and excitement along the way. But I must warn you that you are likely, at first, to think that this is a purely fictional account because of the events that you are asked to believe. But, as Q would say, I'm not here to make you believe. You have to make your own mind up, do your own research. He was awfully fond of saying things like that, and myself and many others loved him dearly for his ability to inspire people with words alone. I do miss Q's company now, now that he's neither my friend nor my virtual lover, but that part is slightly later in the story. And I must first tell you how we met, 
because you will not believe the rest if we do not start at the beginning. I promise you, you won't be bored, as it's a tale with many twists in the plot, and as exciting as any spy thriller you care to name, with action and romance set in a highly charged political atmosphere, if, like me, you need proof when someone tells a tall tale and claims it as the truth or presents you with information which sounds like a crazy conspiracy they've read about on the internet and asks you to believe it. You'll be pleased to know that much of what my account covers can be verified easily. The rest, nobody knew until I came into the story. And I'm providing all the proof you need of what I say within these pages about what happened behind the scenes with me and Q. Believe me or not, the choice is yours. Q used to say that a lot while he was telling me his tales. To start at the beginning of the story then, as many good books do, I first heard of Q through videos on the internet. Living on my own and not having any great social life to speak of or a television, I was a big fan of the video platform YouTube which you may have heard of. If you haven't, chances are that you're either of an older pre-internet generation than myself, I don't mind being called middle-aged as I'm in my 50s, but resent and resist any attempts by much younger generations to refer to me as a senior. And you may get very lost in this story very quickly. Don't say I didn't warn you, but hang in there if you have any understanding of the internet generally and the online communications media, and you may well be able to survive the experience of navigating your way through the tale with me, and you won't regret coming along for the ride. People who only look at television for their news are living in a bubble, in my view, like Plato's cave dwellers, and may only be seeing the shadows on the wall without realising that there's another world outside the cave. This is not to imply that someone who spends their evenings watching YouTube videos is not also in danger of living in a bubble. A diet of only conspiracy theory videos could also create a crackpot easily. What I'm suggesting is that you, dear reader, consider what I'm telling you from several perspectives and question everything. Don't just accept what I'm saying and don't discount it either without knowing whether it could be true or checking the facts. YouTube is full of all kinds of videos, and I preferred them to mainstream television channels, which in Ireland, where I live, come from a variety of sources, both European and American, with other non-English language channels available as well, via satellite. Television has changed drastically, with the explosion of technology that has taken place since the first televisions were introduced into people's homes and we all became addicted to spending our nights in front of the flickering screen. These days, many people are as likely to be spending as much or more time in front of a flickering computer screen for their entertainment as they once did with TV. And there are many ways and types of entertainment to be had documentaries and short, independently produced journalistic pieces were more my thing than sitting through several hours of Hollywood box office movies, 
as I found them more engaging and more suited to my personality. I was considered a little quirky in my tastes by some friends, initially for not having a TV and later for being interested in the kind of content on YouTube that I spoke to them about. A lot of the content I watched would be considered conspiracy theory fodder. Conspiracy theories had been around a pretty long time. But if you're not sure what I'm talking about when I use that term, basically, I mean the name people use for a popular theory which can't be definitively proven, which fascinates people partly for this reason, and which leads people to want to try to prove or disprove the theory. Popular conspiracy theories often revolve around political events in history, such as the assassination of John F. Kennedy, or current events, such as world leaders' Bilderberg meetings, the yearly get-together at which important current and past politically influential figures meet to discuss the implementation of what is known in conspiracy circles as the New World Order, and what non-conspiracists might label simply progress. The Q phenomenon, as it later came to be known, was one of these conspiracy theories. The term conspiracy theory has come to be a derogatory one, often used to belittle someone who is considering the possibility that the official mainstream media version of events may not be the real story, but it must be remembered that some events that were considered conspiracies at the time have since been proven to be fact. So the label itself isn't something which denotes so much an incorrect theory as one that is not commonly accepted, but which might be proven true at some stage. This is important to note. As someone who watches only mainstream media, such as television news broadcasts, may never see any less popularly accepted theories as having any possibility of being true, since they're not receiving any coverage on television. And without willingness to research, viewers have a tendency to see anyone who says anything different to what they're hearing nightly on television as a crackpot of some sort, simply because they are believing everything they are passively seeing and hearing through that medium without ever questioning it. My own friends would smile pityingly and tilt their heads to the side as they listened to my recounting of some of the theories I had been interested in, explored in videos, as they found my perspective on current and past political events laughable. By the time I finish writing this, the Q phenomenon will still be active as an online conspiracy theory and a puzzle of sorts, waiting to be solved, with the identity of Q unknown by the majority of the followers of Q, who sought out his online Q posts with interest, hoping to get an inside scoop on what was happening inside the American President Donald Trump's administration, and support him in his efforts to bring down the cabal which is the term Q followers use to refer to international governmental and deep state figures who wish to bring about a new world order. While the new world order was a concept already familiar to some, from references and speeches by former US presidents, such as George Bush Sr., 
It was only with the presidential election of Donald Trump that figures such as Q helped mobilize first US Republican voters into a virtual world online army. Indeed, the QAnons and supporters of Q and the Anons said to be helping Trump put deep state intelligence out into the public areas, such as Twitter. Online posts and, of course, YouTube are known as the Q Army, broadly denominated as patriots or truthers. These American patriots are mobilised by Q and the QAnons around the idea of helping support the newly elected president in his efforts to clear the swamp of deep state agents of the New World Order and expose the New World Order's workings in order to defeat it and make America great again. MAGA was a movement in itself, even before the election, and the wearing of red MAGA baseball hats at rallies and marches in pre-election months and post-election, for that matter, often required considerable bravery in the midst of a huge popular opposition to Trump's nomination for the presidency. Q was introduced to YouTube viewers of big channels such as Alec Johnson's InfoPill channel on YouTube, which, like many larger channels, also sported a big website hosting videos and news articles in early spring of 2018. Although Q first began attracting interest on an online political forum, 4chan, in late October of 2017, and had already come to many YouTube truthers' attention through the increasing number of smaller channels that were covering the posts and decoding them. Q's posts were intriguing because they covered topics that were closely following political events related to the president's efforts to clear the swamp. The short posts, or Q-drops, also provided links to articles so that readers of posts could find out more about current events within the administration. The individual posts set up questions to be answered and truthers scrambled to find videos which could enlighten them further on the exact meaning of each post to solve the clue that the question had set up. There were also ways of interpreting the posts which related to Hebrew numerology using the American Gematria system and even a cube clock which interpreted posts using a specially designed clock face to decode the numbers within posts and unlock new layers of meaning. I knew nothing of the existence of the posts themselves at the beginning and came in late on the posts, finding out that some Q followers put in many hours of work each time a post appeared to figure out their meaning, often working in groups, tweeting and emailing each other to swap opinions and research. I did, though, as a fan of the Alec Johnson channel, which at the time I thought was a genuinely independent journalism channel, organically grown, rather than a large mainstream media network channel, noticed that the new mysterious figure Q's posts were starting to generate interest there. Alex seemed to suddenly be introducing new regular guests on his news show around the same time, who were all as interested in Alex as talking about this mystery person or people called Q.
They summarise the theories about Q neatly for a newbie to the topic like myself. Q is a person or persons who claim to have a high security clearance level with access to information not available outside the administration, probably military, working with Trump to leak information to the public about what was going on in the effort to defeat deep state enemies, both on a domestic and an international level. Q made predictions about upcoming political actions and what was going on behind closed doors in Washington. Alec and his guests, such as the Q decoder, Gerald Cross, told us, as well as red-pilling us. Red-pilling was a term I already was familiar with from Alec Johnson's channel. It was a term originally used in the movie The Matrix, when one of the characters, Morpheus, asks the hero, Neo, whether he wishes to take the red pill or the blue pill. The red pill would wake him up while the blue pill would keep him blind to the true nature of the reality he was living in. Many in the Patriot movement like to use the term red pilling to mean waking someone up to how they saw the world, the real picture they saw where others saw only a conspiracy theory on a world scale known as the New World Order Illuminati theory where the cabal are in control of everyone's destinies and are putting their plans to enslave and perhaps even eliminate most or all of the world's population into effect. Dear reader, if you're not familiar with the various online discussions of conspiracy theories, you'll be aghast and quite possibly bewildered at the tale I tell already. But to anyone who has spent time on conspiracy forums or YouTube truther, or any other of the many, many conspiracy-related channels and websites devoted to political conspiracies such as the few mentioned above, this terrain will already be a pretty familiar one, and we may continue on in our journey untroubled, as you already have a map by which you can co-navigate with me through the rest of our journey together. Let me next tell you about how Q, the first Q, rose and fell on Infopill that spring.